Welcome back, and I'm glad that you are enjoying the conversations that I had with Judah. And I promise this will be the last and final part of our interview. And I pray that his answers and his testimony will bless you. And that if you haven't accepted Christ as your personal Savior, that you will decide to do it. And not wait till later, but do it right now and accept Christ as your personal Savior. And here is our last recording of our conversation. Enjoy and stay blessed. Why is it important for people to go to church and be connected to a small group? Great question. You can't do it alone. Oh, yes, I can. No, you can't. And it's actually unbiblical. This, is, this might offend some people. People say, is it a sin to not go to church? This is what the Bible says. Always going back to the Bible, not opinions. It's a sin to do what you know you should not do. And what does the Bible also say? You should not forsake the meeting of the saints. Now, I'm not condemning anyone. I'm not making anyone feel bad. Hear me out. Just hear me out. We were not created to do life alone. If I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, I think the first thing that was ever not good in all of creation was for man to be alone. We were not created to walk alone. God didn't establish the church as just an option, an extracurricular. If he established it, it's because it's important. And I don't know what your reason might be. And like I said, I'm not condemning anyone. I'm not making anyone feel bad. I think the way, what I would say is, what's your heart behind not going? What's your heart behind not going? Is it because you're fearful? Is it because you're fearful? There's a difference between wisdom and fear. Give you an example, and we can talk about COVID. I know of a person who, from my understanding, just recently started leaving her house for the first time recently in years. This is being shot, this podcast, in 2023, and COVID broke out in 2020. And she's just recently, from my understanding, coming out for the first time in years. She was so crippled by fear that she would not even leave her household that she would get stuff delivered to her house for groceries and then would additionally let it sit to disinfect for 24 hours. And I think also use like probably Clorox wipes and stuff like that. So crippled by fear that it's taken away three years of her God-given life. Yeah, she's still alive on this earth, but is that really living? And so uh, this is a long-winded question because there's so many things. What's the heart behind this? Is fear crippling you? I can promise you this. If you're that person who is so scared to have any interaction with anybody, I'm not making you feel bad. Please hear my heart in this. God wants to deliver you from that fear. I'm not saying you need to go kiss every person on the cheek that you know. I'm not saying you need to go hug every stranger and breathe, let them breathe in your face. Like, you know, that's not what I'm saying. Like, hey, cough on my sandwich. Let me build my immune system. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm saying, hey, you know what it is and you know and maybe there's a fence rising in your heart right now because you're mad. No, he, please hear my heart. I'm not here to I'm not here to to hurt you. I'm not here to I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm here because I'm a free man, and God's freed me from things that I've just thought I would have to leave, live with, and I'm even dealt with. Maybe there's some things you stopped even believing God for because you're still crippled in it or you're still stuck in it. I promise you, He'll free you. And so if you're crippled by fear, he wants to free you from it because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. It doesn't mean neglect wisdom. It doesn't mean neglect discernment, but it does mean have faith. We have our life on earth is so short and so precious. I've seen a person die. I've been to many funerals. I've been at someone at their point of death. I saw one of my best friends that was mentors, brother Dale Touchton, man of God, 
love him. All of a sudden, one time going up just to a visit some family, friends, family, friends, whatever, had a stroke. Last time I saw him was on a, on a FaceTime. He couldn't even speak. And then about 24, 48 hours, he's in heaven with Jesus in the glory. Wow. This time is not, I promise you, this time is not, this, our next day is not guaranteed. I've literally, not to, I'm not publicly shared this, but I was literally driving one day a couple months ago. And I saw a motorcyclist slip off of his bike, land on his face, blood pouring out of his skull and die. The paramedics were working on him. His friends were working on him. And all I could do was stand there and pray. This life is not guaranteed. Of all these plans, we say things. I remember a friend who told me, thank God he knows Jesus now. But I remember when we were both in sin, he's like, yeah, I'll go to church when I'm older. That's something I do when I'm older. Maybe that's your mindset. There's a reason God says today is the day of salvation because tomorrow is not guaranteed. And this this life is not guaranteed in a sense of being here on earth. But what is guaranteed is eternity, the reality, the reality of heaven and hell. And I don't say it to be, to be scary. That's not the type of person I am. The reality of those who choose to, to be without Jesus, those who choose with their free will to reject him and those who choose to be with him, that is forever. We focus so much of our life. I love the preacher, Francis Chan. He has this illustration of this long rope. It's like as long as the church, but there's this little sliver that's red. He says, we focus on this little sliver. We put so much effort in it, but we don't realize when you look at the rest of the rope, it's like all over the stage. We don't realize the rest of our life. That's eternity. And we live our life not realizing that we're supposed to be living for eternity and living not to build a kingdom for ourselves, but to build a kingdom to God. I don't think I even answered your question. <laughs> and so that sorry. is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's really good. I think you answered perfectly. Is there any life first you can think of that you base your life with? So important to, to put Jesus first. And then also first, first Corinthians 10, 13 was such a monumental, you'd say, how is your life transformed? You know, First Corinthians ten thirteen. If you have just given your life to Jesus, you need to cling to this verse. First Corinthians ten thirteen. And I'm going to pull this up here. Um, and whether and this is a verse, I mean, we need to cling to all of God's word, but it's good to find those verses that we can cling to that help us get through seasons and get through things. If you're going through temptations, this is a verse that you don't want to miss because it is such a blessing to you. I'll read this right here. It says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Thank you so much. I had a wonderful time talking to you. Can you tell our audience the title of your book and the website that they can check it? It's, is it only exclusive to Amazon that where they could buy so, it? Amazon is the majority distributor. I think you can get it on Barnes & Noble, but Amazon's the best way to get it. It's called Starve the Flesh. You can just even put in Amazon Starve the Flesh book because there's no way you're going to be able to remember how to or even try to spell Judah Lupicella. So just put Starve the Flesh in Amazon. It'll pop up $5.99. There's also a free uh, YouVersion devotional on the YouVersion Bible app, and you can get a link to that. I, I'm so appreciative of being on this podcast. I'm so uh, thankful for your time. Did you mention your website? My bad. www.godsarm. Org. Thank you so much. And again, I feel so blessed talking to you. I have a wonderful time. And without a Thanks. doubt, the Holy Spirit is definitely present and is leading us with our conversation. And our, our prayer is like what we say is we don't know who's listening, who you are, but 
we both hope that you're listening to his testimony, that you would accept, if you haven't done it yet, accept Christ and have your own transformation. And we both pray that you're listening to Judah's testimony of how he used to live in the world and now how he is living his life for Christ. And we would love to hear your thoughts or if you have any questions to me or to Judah, make sure you send it to any of social media links. And thank you. And we pray blessings to each and every one of you. And now let us reflect to what we have just heard and listened to this beautiful music from our Spotify sponsor. Thank you. And always remember, come to Jesus daily. Until next time, stay blessed. If I were you, I would have given up on me by now. I would have labeled me a lost cause. Cause I feel just like a lost cause. If I were you, I would have turned around and walked away. I would have labeled me beyond repair. Cause I feel like I'm beyond repair. Oh, but somehow you don't see me like I do. Somehow you're still here. You're the God who stays. You're the God who stays. You're the one who runs in my direction. When the whole world walks away, you're the God who stands with wide open arms. And you tell me nothing I have ever done could separate my heart from the God who stays. I used to hide every time I thought I'd let you down. Always thought I had to earn my way. But I'm learning you don't work that way Cause somehow you don't see me like I do Somehow you're still here You're the God who stays You're the God who stays You're the one who runs in my direction When the whole world walks away You're the God who You're the God who stays You're the one